church and happy sabbath let's begin with a word of prayer heavenly father thank you for this beautiful sabbath day that you have given us today to come and worship with you lord lord i pray that you send your holy spirit to be upon us open up our hearts and our minds to hear the message that you have brought forth for us to hear today open our minds to where it will be impactful for us on a daily basis to apply the message that you have for us. Father, I also ask that you lay your healing hands upon those who are ill. 
Open your comforting arms around those who are in need of comfort and give strength to those who are weak. I ask all of this in the blessed name of Jesus. Amen. We are in 2021. I know many of us were looking forward to 2020 coming to an end with all of its craziness. But who would have thought that 2021 would not only continue where 2020 left off, but got worse? Friends and families are still being divided because of political differences and ideologies. We have become a people who will just forsake others because they don't believe in the same thing. Instead of agreeing to disagree, we will argue until we're blue in the face, and then just stop talking to one another for who knows how long. Friendships of over decades long lost because of something that was said, all because we don't listen to what is being said to understand their point of view. We listen to respond with our point of view instead. How do we regain these friendships that we may have lost? Today, I want to talk about forgiveness and why it's important to forgive. We're going to be in the book of Matthew, chapter 18, beginning with verse 15. Who here has been trespassed by their brother or sister before? Did you confront them or go tell it to someone else because you were upset and wanted to vent? Let's take a look at the three steps that the Bible tells us to take when we are trespassed upon. Step number one, Matthew 18.15 says, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. This is telling us that instead of running to someone else to vent about something done to you, you should go to that person and try to resolve things together in private. We don't need to go to someone else who may or may not spread the trespass to others which could do even more damage than it has already done. If this does not work, then we try step number two. Step number two, Matthew 18 verse 16 says, But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. These one or two could be people who know the situation, are witnesses to what had happened, or if neither of them know anything, they could be hearing both sides of the story for the first time and be able to judge accordingly. These people could possibly bring the trespasser to conviction and acknowledgement of his or her wrongdoing. If this still does not work, then we move on to step number three. Step number three, Matthew chapter 18, verse 17 says, And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. If you cannot resolve the issue in private, you let a couple of people know what happened. If that didn't work, then you take it to the council of the church, and through wise counsel, the church will do the rebuking. These were the three steps that the Bible tells us to take when we are trespassed upon by our brethren. Another time that may be challenging when having to forgive someone is when someone trespasses over and over again. Have you ever gotten to the point where you were fed up with this person and was like, that's the last straw, but you forgave again and again, and still to this day keep forgiving and you wonder why you do so? I believe this type of forgiveness only comes from the Holy Spirit, because those of us who are believers in Christ are believers in His Word. And Jesus told Peter how often we should forgive our brother who trespassed against us. Take a look at Matthew 18, 21 to 22. 
says, Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. This does not mean only to forgive someone 490 times. It's not literal. It means to just keep forgiving. Forgiveness isn't always for, <coughs> excuse me. Forgiveness isn't always for the offender. In many cases, forgiveness is for the offended. When we, as the offended, forgive someone, we get rid of many things. We get rid of resentment. We get rid of anger. We get rid of wanting to seek revenge in some cases. These are just a few things. There's a story of a little girl who is praying the Lord's Prayer. We all know the Lord's Prayer, right? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So this little girl gets to the part where it says, as we forgive our debtors, and she stops and starts to cry. Her mother tenderly asking her what's wrong. The little girl replied that she could not say that part of the prayer because she could not forgive that little girl who ruined her beautiful dolly's face. Her mother said, God can help you, my child. I'll ask him. As soon as her mother closed her earnest prayer that her little girl might have grace to forgive, the child looked up and smiled. Then she clapped her hands and finished the remainder of the Lord's Prayer, beginning from where she left off, and she was comforted. Ephesians 4, verse 31 to 32 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. You see, we are to get rid of bitterness, anger, wrath, or revenge-seeking. With forgiving, we gain comfort. We gain joy. We gain a peace that passes all understanding. If you are still having a difficult time forgiving someone, take a closer, take a closer look at God's forgiveness of you. When we forgive another person, it's a sinner forgiving another sinner because none of us are sinless. When God forgives us, it's different from when we forgive each other. When He forgives us, He is forgiving someone who has sinned against His perfect holiness. How can we tell if we have truly forgiven our offender? There is one test. Ask yourself, do you love them? Would you want anything to do with them? Would you want to be in the same place at the same time with them? If a friend is having a gathering, would you find yourself asking your friend, is so-and-so going to be there? In order to make your decision whether or not to attend. We should ask ourselves, is that true forgiveness? Imagine if we asked God for forgiveness and he said, okay, I forgive you, but I don't want anything to do with you. I would be so devastated if that were to happen. Matthew 6.14 says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. We must have true forgiveness in our hearts, which will grant forgiveness from our Father for our trespasses when we ask Him to forgive us. If we think that we have 
forgiven someone but don't want anything to do with that person, we may want to reevaluate our heart again and go back to God on this. Ask God to tell us what is keeping us from loving that person. Because Jesus did not forgive us and then refuse to love us. After Jesus tells Peter to forgive 70 times 7, he goes on to tell the parable of the unforgiving servant in Matthew 18, 23-35. Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children. And all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him of the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So this fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison, till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved, and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt, because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. In verse 34 and 35, we can see how important it is to God to forgive one another. Ellen White says of this parable in Christ's Object Lesson 243, Then he, Jesus, showed the true ground upon which forgiveness is to be granted, and the danger of cherishing an unforgiving spirit. God's forgiveness to us is our pardon. When we have an unforgiving spirit and refuse to forgive others, we are practically forfeiting the hope of our own pardon from God for the trespasses that we have committed against Him. But do not forgive others just to be forgiven by God. Do it out of the love God has for you that it may pour out of you and onto the person you are forgiving. In the same way that we do not do good works for our salvation because God's unmerited love has granted that to us. We do good works because we have God's love within us. We forgive because we have God's love within us. This love comes out in our actions of loving and forgiving others. Now I have this other story that I want to share before we close. It's a story about forgiveness of for of my sins, of my trespasses to a brother. And so for many years, my friend and I, we, we, we've been friends now for 40 years. For half of the 40 years, there's been a unforgiveness between the two of us. And it wasn't until recently that forgiveness had happened, like true forgiveness to where people around us were noticing what was happening and, and felt what was happening. And because this true forgiveness had happened, there was this weight lifted off both of us. And, you know, being able to forgive is so powerful because it comes from the power of love. First John 4, 8 says that God is love. Therefore, this power of love is the power of God. 
when we are able to forgive or when we are forgiven, there are positive impacts on us both physically and spiritually. Forgiveness brings about healing from for both involved. Being the forgiver brings about a closeness to God because we can be reminded of the forgiveness He gives us. I'm sure we all want to be closer to God. So it is my prayer that we start this year with a forgiving heart, with a loving heart, and forgive those as God has forgiven us, and love those as God has loved us. God bless. Let us close in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we leave here today, I pray that our hearts have been opened up, opened up to forgiving one another, forgiving those who have trespassed against us, Lord. And Lord, we pray for your forgiveness to be upon us. We pray that whatever we have done, whatever we will continue to do, because we are sinful, Lord, we just pray that you will forgive us and help us, give us the strength to, to turn away because we cannot do this on our own. We need your help, Lord. So, Lord, as we leave here today, I ask that the benediction of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit be with us all today. Amen.